0: Hi, everyone. Just wanted to give a quick update before we go to the intro video. Um, we are now streaming on a few different platforms. So we are in our normal place on Facebook on the Crossom Wrestling Entertainment um, page, as well as our new YouTube channel. It's Bard and Cross Entertainment. So you can find us there or you can go to my personal Twitch, which is tbard5195. And you can join us in the comments from there as well. So if you're looking to watch us live and in person and see these beautiful mugs that you have come to love so much, you can join us live at noon every Sunday on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. With that, let's get this intro rolling and we will be back with some Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us today for Crossum Wrestling Entertainment, episode 20. Good Lord, we got two, uh, we'll say Ty Dillinger, Sean Spears here, right? Uh, if we're going for the 20 count, you know? So, with that being said, I can't believe I'm about to say this. We're going to start the show off by talking about Impact Wrestling which is why we have our Impact Wrestling friend here, Kyle Torres, uh, who knows a very large depth of wrestling uh, and knows a lot more than myself and Tyler when it comes to Impact. So, Kyle, can you give us a small description of what we saw in Impact last week for those of us who may not know what's important? Uh,
2: So, from what I remember, uh, this is the go-home show for the pay-per-view that happened last night, which was Final Resolution. Mm. And so, we were kind of just getting to the point where we're kind of like wrapping stuff up to get into the pay-per-view. So we are going in with like the main event for the pay-per-view was Rich Swan and Chris Bay for the Impact World championship. So the main event saw those two go at it in a tag team match. Uh, Chris Bay had Moose as his tag partner. Rich Swan had Willie Mack as his tag partner. Um, I'm trying to remember everything that happened. Brian Myers had a match with TJP. Uh, Myers Hmm. got the quick, got the win over TJP. Uh, Chris Saban, Josh Alexander, I thought had matched the night. Um, Alexander's incredible. Saban's obviously incredible. And Saban picked up the win there. Um, and then we also continued with the Knockouts Tag Team Title Tournament uh, with Deanna Perazzo and Kimberly versus Ty Valkyrie and Rosemary. And Ty and Rosemary got the win in that to advance uh, in the tournament.
1: Okay. Fantastic. And... Um... Now, the biggest thing here is, can you tell us a little bit, I mean, obviously your opinion about this, about your relation, what do you think about the relationship between Don Callis now and Kenny Omega, um, and I guess what that means for Impact, if if you have an idea of what you think that means for Impact.
2: Um, I'm a big fan of the pairing. I mean, I've been a fan of Callis pretty much since he started with with, uh, New Japan doing the color commentary. Mm. and I thought he was great there. He's a great commentator. He was great when he was uh, wrestling and all that back in the day too, but I'm not super familiar with that. But I'm a big fan of the pairing. I think they're really good together, and I think, honestly, that means really, really big things for Impact. I think it means big things for AEW as well, the partnership with them as well. Mm. Uh, But I think it means a lot for Impact. I think it's going to get a lot more eyes on it, which that's all I've been asking for for as long as I've been a fan of Impact. So I'm very excited about where this can go in the future.
1: For sure. All right, and I know what you're all thinking. Where's Tyler? Noah's uh, usual pairing here. As you saw us on Baseball with the Bard, if you followed that a, a few minutes ago. So, Tyler, can you please come join us here? We got our Ew. inside. We got our inside information on Impact Wrestling here, and I wanted to know what you thought about the Kenny segment, or even Impact in general, uh, from last week.
0: So, I I have not watched Impact for a long to long time um since like uh kyle help me out with their name um the aces what what was that the uh aces and eights aces and eights um the, i think the last time i actually saw was actually a segment they showed uh when they were inside a steel cage and they were screaming at hulk hogan um that yep. is the last time i think i remember actually watching impact or tna um so it's been a long time but it's mm. live on twitch and as some of you know i am now uh streaming on twitch so i'm like, all right. I have an easy way to watch this. Why not? Gave it a shot. I thoroughly enjoyed what they were doing. Um, I think the production needs a little bit more work, but I mean, that's not a massive issue. Um, so if I'm going to critique one person on the show. It's Josh Matthews. I think he just needs to work a little bit better on commentary. Um, you know, I loved his time over in WWE, but I think Josh Matthews, Um, just needs a lot of work on his mic skills. It just felt very choppy. And like he was exactly reading every word they wanted him to read off of a script. Mm. Um, So hopefully he can pick that up a little bit, but the segment I'm sure everyone wants to know about most is Kenny Omega and man, did they tease us the entire damn night with this segment? (laughs) They, they literally at the top of the show were showing highlights from AEW. And I'm like, Oh, we're doing this right off the, right off the bat. Fantastic. Uh, Nope. They just showed his bus about 15 times and how Josh was going to go on the bus and have an interview with him. The interview itself was, uh, a little lacking in my opinion, but it makes me excited for the direction that we are going to be going, um, in this partnership. Uh, and we had the hilarious (laughs) segment, uh, where Khan and, uh, Shivani bought time (laughs) on the (laughs) TNA, uh, or or TNA. I'm going to call it that a billion times. Uh, on Impact uh, to do a commercial, and oh my god, he, Tony is so cringe. He is so cringe, <laughs> but but I loved every second of it. I was just laughing through the whole thing because he's obviously not meant to have a microphone in his hand. Um, but he just he goes, "Well, I have money, so I can." And he literally said, uh, "I maybe I'll buy Impact." He even alluded mm-hmm. to it in that segment. So I'm like, hmm. Oh maybe he'll buy impact. Did y'all hear that? Uh, So maybe he'll, come out and buy them outright. Who knows? Um, So yeah, overall, I I would give this episode of impact like a three out of five. Um, It was exciting. They showed on Twitch, these old uh, clips of previous Mm -hmm. matches. We saw guys like AJ Styles, Hulk Hogan, Jeff Hardy. Um, We saw some of the guys who are over in uh, AEW now. So it was, It was a lot of fun. Uh, We got to see Pride and Powerful. We got to see the Lucha Brothers. Um, So it was very cool to see, you know, maybe you guys didn't know that these guys were wrestling on Impact. Some of them, I had absolutely no idea that that's where they came from. Mm. So very cool to see some of these guys uh, on on Impact getting some airtime.
1: For sure. I was excited to just see what was going to happen with Kenny. I'll be completely honest. That was the main reason I tuned in. I was just there. I had it on just so I could hear Kenny's voice and go see what was going to happen with that Kenny segment. I don't know what I was expecting to happen. I think in the beginning... I don't know if they alluded to him just having an interview on his tour bus when they announced that he would be on AEW. No. I'm sorry, Impact. Okay. Because that that to be honest disappointed me. Like I really wanted his music to hit. I wanted him to walk out into that arena and I wanted him to take the ring in Impact because that, that that doing that says something. Like when you just walk into someone else's ground, like I could just picture the commentary of like, oh, he's walking in here and stopping on their couch and whatever else like Kenny is never you know he hasn't been here and who knows how long he's not even the champion of this company but yeah he just came in took the ring grabbed a microphone with Don Callis and just said right I'm here.
0: you're right uh, especially with Don Callis Don yeah. Callis is allowing this exactly allowing this to happen could you imagine if they walk down to the ring and uh, before they can even start talking Sammy Callahan comes out to the ring and is like excuse you what yeah. the hell are exactly. you doing in my ring Exactly. And that's
1: the type of thing that I was honestly expecting or looking forward to or hoping would happen is like someone even honestly if you really want to make You're a statement, on. the impact Kyle, who's a current impact champion? I'm sorry. Is it Rich Swan? Rich, Rich Swan, okay. yes. Thank you. If Rich Swan came out and was like, excuse me, Kenny, this is my turf. Like you don't see me walking into AEW on a on Wednesday and trying to get on I'm your turf yeah. as a champion. Well, and see- then he like got in the ring and Kenny just took him out. Like that to me is a statement they they kind of almost teased it uh
2: toward the end of the show as well where swan was going to go to the parking lot where kenny's bus was not really to go to the bus Mm -hmm. but that's where Mm -hmm. he was going and the guard stopped him and said the champion called out the parking lot no one could go back there and swan's like i'm the champion no they're talking about kenny they kind of teased the thing that they could go in that direction also during that interview he was talking about belt collecting so i mean Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. we could see where that
2: goes Uh, as well
0: oh
1: but I'll say this: If Kenny does a belt collector gimmick, and it's not even just like in a company, it's all over the place. Yeah, Ring of or, Honor,
0: New. He just I comes mean, like strapped with all of these independent belts on. You know, you've, you've all
1: seen the meme of Triple H with like, and he has every <laughs> like <championship>. eight belts <laughs> on. You know I'm of, talking yeah. about, like, he's even got like the Divas Championship on, and <laughs> I, like that's when I want Kenny to walk out of the curtain oh, and want everywhere. Like, if we're For gonna sure. do it, do it. As far as I know, he's
2: already got two belts. He's got the AEW yes. belt, and he's still the Mega AAA champion as mm-hmm. well. So, and
0: yeah. one thing that I saw on Reddit, I don't know who said it. It's one um, from Ray Fenix, if I'm correct.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. Um, is that someone said if he's going to do the belt clicker gimmick, he should start walking around with both the AEW championship and the AAA belt. I mean, why not? It should
2: be. Should already it. be, but. Exactly,
1: that's what you're saying. Exactly, yes, we're back again. Cross from Wrestling Entertainment follows baseball with the Bard every Sunday. Make sure you come back next week and every week after that. Oh, yeah, um,
0: join us on Twitch, y'all. It's great to see you all and see oh, look, yes. all our friends. And actually, these two are, are dating. Fun fact, Ooh. <laughs> um, so join us on Twitch, guys.
1: So, with that being speaking of relationships, it's, it's fun to see the relationship between Impact and AEW. You see what I did there? Um, I'm quick got to be a little careful with the cross-promotion stuff. You only have some uh, – so uh, so many times uh, you can have a champion lose without just racing one company. should be interesting to see how they handle this. And that's a great point, Bill. And that was the first thing that came to my mind, to be honest. I think everyone um, thought that. Yeah. yeah. It's like – well, it's all right. Because if you're going to put either company over, it's AW. AEW. Right. Done. Exactly.
0: So when I when – when
1: Uh-oh. Like, oh, are we really going to just kind of bury impact in a sense?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's the plan. Uh, I think Tony wants this partnership to be strong uh, and that he may eventually make, uh, I would compare it back to like the early 2000s that if he does acquire Impact, Impact will be SmackDown uh, where a, where Dynamite is raw. Um, and they will have it be the a show where there are high caliber stars like Batista was on there. Triple H used to be there. Uh, the Undertaker was almost forever on SmackDown. Um so they can still be a great show without being the flagship show which is Noah AEW Dynamite which is actually what we are usually here to talk about. <laughs> oh, is he frozen again? Noah, don't freeze up on me. Don't do it Noah. <laughs> Noah bring him back to life. Look at him. He looks he, like he's in like a, a deep focus. Oh is yeah. That... <laughs> he's back. Hi Noah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know if he actually is. Can you hear us, Noah?
1: Yes, I am here, gents. Apologies again. The I'm on my I'm on my phone's hotspot currently because it's honestly more reliable than the house's Wi-Fi. So here we are.
0: This is going to become a recurring uh, gimmick of uh, how many. We're going to take bets <laughs> on how many times Noah has to resync. <laughs> uh, listen, next week the. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. (laughs) Literally, as he was about to give us a reason to why next week would be any different, the dude goes, "See you later." Take a shot every time at noon on a Sunday. Game, game. (laughs) Um, We'll get Noah back in here soon, but I guess I can be the one who gets us off and rolling to start. Uh, Kyle, to start the night, I was expecting uh, that we were going to have Kenny right off the bat. Again, I guess I got to stop doing that. Uh, having Kenny is just not going to happen off the bat. Uh, so let us just go ahead and start talking about this. If I can pull up the right one, the Young Bucks versus Hybrid Two. Noah, would you like to take it away, sir? Yes, sir.
1: I'm back as as we'll probably I'll probably say a few times this episode. The <laughs> show, yeah, there you go. The show opened with Nick and Matt Jackson coming to the ring for their match with TH2. Jack Edmondson and Helico attacked the Bucks before the bell, but it didn't help them get an early advantage. Uh, Nick and Matt double teamed them until they sent both men out of the ring with drop kicks. They continued to control the pace as the fight spilled out of the ring. Um, once they started using tags, Edmondson and Helico still had trouble getting the upper hand. Evans hit a huge moonsault on the floor to take out Matt before he helped Helico take out Nick with a double-team move. After Matt injured his leg during a moonsault attempt, Helico locked him in a submission while Evans kept Nick at bay. Nick was able to break the hold with a senton from the top rope, but Matt's leg was already damaged. For the finish, Helico couldn't kick out of a double superkick followed by a BTE trigger. And I will say this, the Young Bucks murdered Helico. Uh, in, yeah. in this finish here, it was brutal, especially after the melter driver outside of the ring. It yeah. was mean. S-
0: this um, was a stay down moment, yeah. This was like, listen,
1: how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? All right, <laughs> like that. <laughs>
0: I love young people,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was brutal, absolutely brutal. What they did in Helico, I mean, you know what second- else is
0: brutal, Noah? This comment from Bill. You should buy Noah a new hotspot before he buys him. Yes,
1: <laughs> thank you. Please, Tony Khan, if you're watching this, listen to Bill and up my Wi-Fi in my freaking house. Oh my gosh! You know, this like I said, this is the first couple of weeks in the new house, and it's clear that we have to make a change here. But thank you, Bill, for that. Uh, We'll start a GoFundMe for my wife. fi No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Save. Save Noah's Wi-Fi. Um, Anywho, after the match, the acclaimed plotted sneak attack is payback to the Bucks, but SCU duo Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels foiled their plan. Uh-uh. Um, the acclaimed versus SCU was made for next week's show. So this opening contest was good. I enjoyed it. I liked watching it. And as I said, the finish to me really did it. This, this was over after the Melter Driver.
0: Yep. And they just but, they just had to bring him in the ring and do yeah, one more move. Exactly. <laughs>
1: they were like, eh, you know what? Let's kill him.
0: <laughs> but I honestly felt like this match needed a little more. It felt like it was a almost a squash against Hybrid 2. And I remember last week, no, I asked you if this was going to hurt Hybrid 2. I think it did. I think this hurt them a little bit. I think we're not going to see them on Dynamite mm-hmm. for a little bit. I think they're going to go back to Dark, and we're not going to see them for a little bit after they got their asses absolutely handed to them by the Young Bucks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I could make the case that it obviously didn't look good. But I do remember saying last week that if they lose, they lost to the Young Bucks. Like, they lost to the pinnacle. They True. Did. It's not like they lost, like they came in and got squashed by some we don't know who they are. Like, they lost to the pinnacle of the tag team division. The champions, they lost to the guys who have been paving the way, who many people would make the case that they were the best team in attack tag team in wrestling of the Young Bucks. So it's not like they lost and it's kind of like, oh, that's it. They lost to the best. Right to be the best, you got to beat the best, and they lost to the best, so they have room for improvement. So I don't, I don't think it kills them. Yeah. Um, Kyle, what do you think of the opening contest here?
2: Uh, yeah. Overall, I thought it was okay. Um, I didn't. I definitely agree with you in the fact that it doesn't hurt them. They got beat by the Bucks. They're also an undercard tag team who really don't mm-hmm. show up on TV all that often, regardless. Um, I wish they were on more. I think they're incredible. I do they're, too. They're so so good. Hopefully, they start doing a little bit more um but yeah the match was what it was it was kind of just a win for the bucks it was good for what it was but that that's all it was really
1: Mm, definitely so yeah overall a great way to open the show you love to see it and it seems that recipe with having a tag team match start off the the evening has always been a good success with that being said let's jump into this tyler please take us away as i know you'll deliver the line better than
0: i would it's (laughs) <laughs> Tony Schiavone, uh, his absolute favorite line to say in his wrestling repertoire. Um, this segment, uh, again, I'm, I'm this. I feel like this is going to happen a lot tonight. Didn't live up to the hype that I wanted it to, but it was very good. Um, so Sting was supposed to speak to Schiavone. We did not know though that they were going to be joined. By Cody and Arn Anderson in the ring, so that was something that was a little bit of a surprise. So Shivani was in the ring with Cody Rhodes and Arn Anderson to talk about Sting. But before C- Cody could say anything, the lights dropped and Sting made his entrance. He completely cut off Cody Rhodes. Uh, Anderson would leave the ring, and Sting gave Shivani a hug, which was felt a little awkward. I'm like, okay, that, that was a little weird. I guess it's a good like a family reunion almost. Um, he talked about Shivani used to scream Sting and asked him to do it one more time for the crowd, and the crowd absolutely ate it up. Uh, Cody said that he's been waiting a long time to share the ring with Sting, but the icon said, no, no, I'm not here for you. And he pointed up into the nosebleeds where the TNT champion Darby Allin likes to spend his time, and he told Cody that he has plans to be in AEW for a long time and not just backstage. Oh, my I think we have had all of our questions answered. Sting is stepping back in the squared circle and we are going to see him back in uh, in the ring, probably fighting against the man, Darby Allen. And I said yes. it. I said this was he, Darby Allen, and the TNT Championship is known as you are the face of TNT. Sting's got a problem with that. Sting Is the face of TNT Wrestling, and there's no one who can disagree with that. That man was the face of Impact and TNA when they were on TNT Wrestling. And W, not I wouldn't say he was the face of WCW, but he was one of the leading faces of WCW. Um, so I think he's got an issue with someone trying to take his crown and take his mantle place as the face of TNT. Um, again, I thought it was a little lackluster. It was exciting to know he's stepping in the ring. Um, but it just felt like, uh, maybe he has a little bit of ring rust on the microphone and sting just needs to, uh, plan his promos a little bit more. Almost felt like he took a shot and was like, let's do this. And he just went out there without a plan. <laughs> so, um, Kyle, I'm curious though. I know you're not the hugest sting enthusiast. Um, but what did you think? Where'd you hear that from? That? Was it Or was it Dylan who said that? I, I love that? sting. Okay, I, you love Sting. Uh, it was it was Dylan yeah. who said, like, bah, I don't care. He's old. No, <laughs> I, I love Sting. Um again when I started
2: watching Impact, uh Sting was like one of the main guys. That's where I first saw him. And back back at that point, he was like 51, but still like doing really, really good (laughs) stuff in ring. So I was really into sting. And I thought sting was like the coolest freaking guy. I'm really happy. He's back. I was telling you yesterday how I pretty much been listening to his music nonstop. I think it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah.
0: His entrance music Um, is so good.
2: On, on the other side of that though, as happy as I am to see him, I don't want to see him in a ring. I think I recall when he last had a match, when he did, when he was done uh, he almost got internally decapitated in that yeah. match. Yeah, um, not good. I, I don't want to
0: separation.
2: Yeah, I don't really want to see him in a match. I personally am not a fan of watching a man possibly die on live TV. Mm-hmm. Not not really into that.
1: No. Um, like, but if they it's like a Penny and Moxley match,
2: if they can put it yeah, right, in right, something, I want to see personally if they can do it. Some sort of cinematic thing where they can have him. Maybe at the Hardy compound. I feel mm. like him and Matt together, I feel like could do really great stuff at some I'd point really while good. he's there. I'd be really into that. But other than that, I'm happy to see him back. I don't really want to see him wrestle. But I love
0: down from the Hardy compound in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for it. Yeah,
2: him, him doing stuff at the Hardy compound, I am all for it. And if they could do a match somewhat safely where like he doesn't have to take a whole lot of b- bumps, that's
0: fine. And it shouldn't be long but I don't want to see him in like a full 10 plus minute match. And we know how Noah feels about the old wrestlers uh, and them stepping in the ring. So Noah, what do you think?
1: No, I mean, it's exciting. It's, it's cool to see sting in a ring. Um, I, I don't know about the whole him wrestling, you know, I don't want to see him get hurt. That's Come the it. biggest thing. That's the he biggest said he's thing. Doing it. Yeah. He said he's here. So I, I don't know. I, I'd love to see the route Kyle's take to Kyle noted on with the cinematic matches. And we talked about this last week too. It just makes sense. And you have the technology. It's obviously a thing that works because they've been doing it. And why not just do it with Sting? It makes sense. It's safer. His character allows for it. You know, like he's just this random, you know, he's not your generic wrestler. He's sting. He's an enigma. He's got this dark presence around him. So you can create that, especially if he goes to do a feud with like Kyle said, with Matt, that would be awesome. Even with Darby, they would work well together in a cinematic type of match. Um, so I think that's I'd like to see it go rather than Sting taking the ring and wrestling for any amount of time. To be honest, because yeah, as he said, I don't want to see him getting hurt. And the fact that Kyle said the last, you know, he remembers Sting in TNA. I'm sorry, an Impact when uh, Sting last wrestled, and he was like 51 is when Kyle said he started an Impact. Him. Yeah, well, it
2: wasn't like that was when I first started watching him in Impact. By the time he yeah, left, I think he was like 50 now. Yeah, I think it was like
0: fifty-six or something yeah. like that around no, the time he left. Impact. Debuted in WWE when he was fifty-six, so he was probably a little bit younger than See, we're that's thinking. What
1: I'm saying, like, like I'm just saying, the fact that Kyle said he was an impact when he was fifty-one is, is right. insane to think about, <laughs> and now and he's still here. doing
0: great things too. Oh my yeah. god, yeah, yeah. Like his stinger death drop never ever looks bad. Mm. It always <laughs> he kills it every single time.
1: Yeah, so definitely a thing that you know we got to look out for. Um. Obviously, I want to see Sting wrestle. Obviously, who yeah. doesn't? But I also want to see him be safe, and that's you know that's the important part here. So, with that yeah. being said, let's jump back into the action. Excited to see where Sting goes, and we have another tag team match here. This this Teddy Long would have loved this night. Um, <laughs> All
0: right, we're still we still couldn't have- get a good <laughs> graphic, so it's the one on the bottom.
1: Yes, we have FTR versus the Varsity Blondes here. As Cash Wheeler started out against Brian Pillman Jr., he took control and tagged in Dax Hardwood to keep up the onslaught. Pillman was able to turn the tables before he tagged in Griff Garrison. Pillman came back in, and FTR quickly took him down with a double suplex. After a commercial break, Pillman began to make a comeback. He tagged Garrison as Hardwood came in, and he took it to both members of FTR. He took them both down with a double spear for a two count. But the quick offense fell short when FTR would use their veteran abilities. FTR won with the Goodnight Express to Brian Pillman Jr., continuing their hot streak here. Uh, It was a good match. It was kind of quick, to be honest. It was Um,
0: quick, but that wasn't a problem. It it went very, very well. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it wasn't like it was a quick match and we kind of felt like they got t- they were taken something taken away from them. Like they were able to perform. It was good. And it just, you know, FTR was able to cement themselves as being that superior tag team. Um, so Kyle, uh, Tyler, what do you think for a quick take on this
0: one? Uh, absolutely loved this because I, I don't think I've talked about him enough. I am a big fan of what Griff Garrison is doing in, uh, in AEW. I think he did a, an incredible job in this match. Uh, When he got tagged in for the first time, uh, he was on fire. It looked like he had been lit on fire coming into the ring. Um, So I am just excited to see where it goes from here. I thought I had a picture of Griff, but I guess I didn't have one, unfortunately. Um, But yeah, he, he well, I mean, I could just pull this one back up. Let's pull this up really quick. But Griff was doing. Uh, some incredible stuff His like splashes into the corners And his Irish mm-hmm. whips Everything just looked really clean Um, So it looked like he was working much better Than we've seen him do in the past Not that he was crappy in the past I mean he did a good job um, And he's young So he's going to be a little green in the ring um, But I think Griff Garrison Made it a little bit of a name for himself here And I think FTR is definitely going to respect What he had going on right here for sure. Right. Kyle. Oh, you, your face is frozen, but you're, oh, there you are. Okay. You're back. <laughs> Kyle, what'd
1: you think of uh, this match here, my friend?
2: Uh, It was good for what it was. Wasn't anything super crazy again. Uh, FTR, great. I haven't seen a whole, whole lot of Griff, but Griff looked good in this. Uh, I'm a really big fan of Pillman Jr., though, and I have been for a couple of years. I want to see right. him do more. I know he's still under contract with MLW, but I do hope that we get to see a little bit more uh, with him in the future as well. That'd be great.
1: Definitely. And like I said, you know, it's it's a uh, good to see FTR who have obviously been this force in AEW taking on these two younger younger gentlemen here and uh, in likes of Brian Pillman Jr. and his tag partner. So, it was exciting to see, it was a good match. It was quick, but I feel like it got the point across. And yeah. with getting the point across, we want to make sure we get the point across. So Clovercrest Media is the place to be. So, please enjoy this quick ad break and then we will get right back into the action.
0: Clovercrest Media Group presents. A CMG podcast. Keys yeah. to the city. Keys to the city,
1: baby. When well, you see us so you know. I crossed up by Kobe. We'll float Shaq. And, the and then Shaq goes the like the this. And the rest is history. Pay
0: attention. attention. Don't tell me what to do, Nation. devil woman. So what saying, what saying, but Speaking I of those ladies. But,
1: but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't don't make credit. I didn't make
0: I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that.
2: There's no other show like that. Cloverfest is
0: doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. When I was 12 years old, I became a Jack Nicholson superfan. This happened almost overnight on an evening in February 1997, when I first saw The Shining. Here's Johnny! Ah! In those 20-plus years, I never stopped being a Jack superfan. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Get ready for You Don't Know Jack, hosted by me. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. I would just like to point out that a few weeks ago, Jace said that Mac Jones was garbage.
2: Hurry up here for Alabama. Play action.
0: Mac Jones wants it all. Long ball. Man there. Got him. Mechie, Touchdown. I'm not sold on Mac Jones. In the red zone, Alabama, with three minutes and change remaining in the half, Jones... Fires to the corner, Devontae Smith, touchdown Alabama. Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard presented by Clovercrest Media has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. And just a quick reminder for everyone that we are live on three different platforms now. So please give us a follow there on Baseball. You can find us easily on the Crossham Wrestling Entertainment page. YouTube, we are on the Bard and Cross Entertainment. And a quick plug of my Twitch. I have recently started streaming on Twitch. You can follow me there. And the user is T Bard. 5195. If you give me a follow, we will get to do much bigger productions there soon when I become an affiliate of Twitch. So we are at 42 followers on our way to 50. We are almost there. 42 in 6 days. It's been an incredible community over there on Twitch. Some of them have been joining us in the comments. Thank you all so much for being so helpful. But with that, Let's get back to some wrestling, Mr. Cross. For
1: sure. Great to always see our friends over at Clovercrest Media. And obviously, we're expanding here on our platforms. Always exciting. So with that being said, Mr. Bard, I want to take it away there. And you could give us a quick uh, overview of our Dustin Rhodes versus 10 match.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So here we had Dustin Rhodes versus 10. And we had all made a case last week that we were... Absolutely confused as to why the hell this match was mm. happening, but it all made sense in the end, didn't it? Oh, yes. uh, so, Dustin Rhodes versus 10, the Dark Order's 10 took on Dustin Rhodes in the first singles match of the night. The rest of the Dark Order was nearby, but Dustin had uh, Lee, John- Lee Johnson with him for backup, the newest member of the Rhodes family. Um, so, the natural took control early with a series of body blows. He took 10 out of the ring and slammed his head into the guardrail. Ten took control by slamming Dustin onto the apron, which is the hardest part of the ring. He followed up with a big spine buster. Dustin started to build some momentum after hitting a few uppercuts, and out of absolutely nowhere, this match decided to end. He hit him with a running bulldog, and one, two, three, the match was over. Now we found out why this happened. Evil Uno would come down to the ring trying to recruit Dustin to the Dark Order. But all he got in return was a nasty slap to the face. Uno retreated from the ring and told the guys not to attack him, saying that he would be begging eventually to join the Dark Order. Um, it all makes sense now, Noah, because last week I said, Dustin Rhodes is the character on AEW that makes the absolute least sense. Uh <laughs> He either sometimes comes out and helps Cody or he doesn't. We don't know when he's going to come out, why he's going to come out. But now he made the proof of uh, with your long name, uh, your long line of your family dynasty, you're still third. Uh, And I was like, oh, ouch, ouch. You know, he's been around for a long time, but he's also not wrong. He's definitely third on that list of the Rhodes family, maybe even fourth. Maybe I put Brandy in third. Take that, Dustin. Wow. Um, <laughs> she's doing big things all right uh but no i think this is com- a compelling storyline if you can get someone like dustin rhodes to join and turn on his brother like they used to do all those years ago mm. turning on each other over in uh wwe i think that is an awesome move for dustin rhodes to get him back in maybe some sort of capacity of a title picture um i am was very intrigued by this what do you think noah
1: yeah, it's a definitely a compelling storyline, to say the least. I think you nailed it on the head with that one. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, I love Dustin Rhodes. I love seeing him work. So if he's going to be in the inner circle, I'm sorry, in the Dark Order, and that means he's going to get some more work in, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, who knows? I mean, obviously, if he joins, that means they have to have a falling out, right? Which we're going to have some type and of... he food. would be
0: number seven.
1: Yes. Uh, we'll have some type of falling out if he were to join... I mean, I don't see it lasting forever. So that would be a great storyline in, in itself. So I'm definitely excited to see where that goes. Uh, Kyle, do you agree? Um,
2: I'm actually at the opposite end of the spectrum. I don't think it's going to really go anywhere of him joining. I'm pretty sure he'll probably just end up gathering a team together to fight Dark Order. Fight somewhere. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't. I don't think he'll join as much as that would actually be interesting. I don't see mm-hmm. it heading that direction.
0: Do you yeah. like this though? Do you like the Dark Order constantly trying to recruit people? It's it's at least twice an episode. As yeah, they, try to, they, should they try be. to recruit someone. And yeah, but I, I love that though, because usually when a faction gets to their size, they're done. You yeah. don't see them they, you don't see them get any more people. Um well, except for stuff like uh the aces that we were talking about in impact. They grew and grew and grew and grew. Um so you know, the what 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 am I thinking of? The authority they grew and grew and grew and grew. Um, so maybe this is something that happens like that.
2: I mean, they're they're a cult technically, so
0: that that's their whole right. point is that they're trying to grow as much this? as they can. How what they do? Yeah, a little, like claw thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's exciting, and uh, I think they have hook, line, and sinkered Hangman Adam Page, uh, and I think he's gonna fall into the trap that is the Kool Aid drinking cult of the Dark <laughs> Order. yeah we'll
1: see um it's definitely tasty kool-aid because as you said there keeps being people who are jumping ship into it so we'll see what goes on there i'm gonna be completely honest i did not catch much of this Shaq segment i completely uh blanked on the fact that this was even on the show so can, can someone tell me what took place in this spot here
0: yeah, Kyle. I don't know if you were super interested in this. Um, I thought it was cheese. I thought this no, was like one honestly. Of,
1: that's why I. That's why I just decided it wasn't worth it.
0: This was one of the cheesy. I honestly, I honestly almost didn't put it in the script. Um, oh. But it does have a little bit of bearing to it, uh, just because who who knows? Maybe with a big star like uh, Shaquille O'Neal, that we can get some kind of extra viewership. And I thought I pulled a... F- oh, there it is. Hold on. Let's get a picture up here. Um, it was interesting in the fact that him and Brandy got into it backstage and then she would later be jumped again later in the show. Um, but yeah, i the the line that I take away from it is when Brandy threw water on his face after he insulted them again. And she said, you are an overgrown asshole. Uh, and I'm like, Brandy, you're not a heel. Settle down. Settle down. You're not allowed to swear. um. But you, you know how I feel about Shaq. I'm always excited when Shaq shows up. But this segment was like super cheesy. He was a seven-foot giant sitting in a chair made for a five-year-old. Um, so I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Kyle?
2: Um, I'm a fan of Shaq. I'm also a big basketball fan. So I'm super into that. However, I'm not a fan of the whole celebrity involvement in wrestling like that. I don't want to see it. I know there's a there's a market for it and there are people that want to see it. It's not my thing. It's never been my thing. So, I'm not gonna be super into whatever happens in terms of Shack or whoever else they ever decide to put on the show as a celebrity. It's not my thing.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think we're we're kind of in agreement there. I enjoy seeing the celebrities come on a little bit. It's something that I think helps boost ratings and boost viewership. Um, but I, I know Noah, I mean, you could give two dams if Shack were on Aew or not. So. No. Uh, I'm looking with... forward to their mixed tag match they're probably going to have, though. Oh, gosh. That's probably what's going to happen. And Brandy, and Brandy's going to pin Shaquille O'Neal for the win. Oh, oh dear God.
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Andy. I was, was going
1: <laughs> to support the notion of having celebrities on shows, but you just ruined that entirely. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was gonna say that it's cool that they have them. As you said, it boosts ratings. Let, but here's the thing: let them sit ringside. Let them sit in the commentary table. Let them have a couple backstage segments. Keep the wrestling to wrestling, All right? You're not gonna see Cody Rhodes. You know, if Shaq were still playing basketball, go over and take the court and be like, "All right, let me, let me hit a three pointer for you guys because you know you're in the, you're in the NBA final here, and I'm just gonna have a say in this because I'm famous too." All right, stay out of the ring, please. That's fair enough. That's, that's that's what I'm saying, all right? Like, I don't care. Come on, sit ringside, sit, hit the commentary table. You, you know what? Even have a segment and talk about something and support a wrestler, anything. Just stop wrestling. You know,
0: speaking of that, Noah, you made a good point right there. Come and join us on the commentary table. We have this little graphic here uh, oh, that is coming up of all these different things. <laughs> uh, so on December 23rd, obviously, it's going to follow uh, Celtics versus Bucks. That's the opening week, yeah, Kyle? Yes, it is. Um, and then on new year's smash night one, Chris Jericho will be the special commentator, but that's not what I'm excited for. On January 6th, new year's smash night two, we got the Snoop Dogg live on commentary. Hopefully. I hope he's there. Like they had him there for the boxing matches the other night. Uh, <laughs> Cause, oh my God, that was the best part of that entire night. Um, but something you're saying something in that capacity. Yes, that, that's um, what you do. Much that makes right. no
1: sense. Right, they're not wrestlers. They're just going to look silly. It's not. Right, it's not, they're not meant to do that. Like Snoop Dogg's famous. That's awesome. He loves wrestling. Good. Come and talk wrestling with us. Come and tell us how much you like it. Come and tell us the memories you have. Why you love this product. Like that's mm-hmm. what you do. Don't put Snoop Dogg in a ring or Shaq in a ring. And why? Who wants it? Nobody wants to see that. Sure, we want to see Shaq on our screen. I don't want to see him fighting. And any anybody like especially because he's beefing with brandy what are they going to do a mixed tag guy? who cares
0: <laughs> i know i know <laughs> i think it's just people who are, are t- basketball fans is who they're coming out right now like and oh, I get did that. you see this woman throw water at <laughs> oh, I, gotta, I gotta watch this now i gotta watch this now <laughs> Waffle killer, thank you so much. Well, we'll eventually get that rolling on on Twitch. We'll have uh, the ability if you choose to support us in no way are we asking for that. Um, but we would appreciate uh, anything that you guys want to do. and that's completely up to you. Um, on Twitch we are we are streaming live. so mm-hmm. thank you guys again for being here. Absolutely.
1: All right. I'm done with the shack talk. I'm sorry. I can't do it. All right.
0: We can move on.
1: (laughs) Let's get cranking because we're going a little long here. Right. Um, The inner circle had an ultimatum here and I'll cut this one a little short here. Chris Jekyll came out gave a brief address and an ultimatum that the inner circle either had to start working together or they were going to break up. Uh, He gave MJF some time to speak and uh, he tried to convince everybody that they were friends. Sarah Guevara wasn't having any of it. And Jericho basically said, listen, you got to be the better man. And Sammy said, I'll be the better man because I am the better man. And uh, they were basically trying to convince him and uh, MJF to shake hands, get over it, move on. Uh, My favorite part of this entire segment was when Jake Hager said, yeah, you know, well, I'd move on. But that guy keeps staring at me. (laughs) Talking about Wardlow that dude i laughed i was like that's great i'm staring um, at you
0: you're staring, you're staring at me, at me. <laughs>
1: you're, freaking me out. you're freaking me out so and jericho I mean, was like we have
0: proof been... right here it's obviously wardlow wardlow started that's
1: it. that's it wardlow was staring at Hager. <laughs> Um
0: and
1: then jericho was like all right how about you stop staring at each other like a teacher, like
0: a <laughs> second grade teacher.
1: And that was the, the the brilliant leadership Jericho was displaying there uh for the inner circle. They are together again. Yes, as it says here, it looks like the inner circle will stand for now. Great, that's good. Um I would I do want to keep seeing funny stuff like like that, uh, in the sense of um I'm sorry, of like the funny stuff between Hager yeah, and oh, that stuff's great. That's funny. Let's keep that up, but With that being said, back into the action is uh, Tyler. Want to kick us off with this tag action here?
0: Yeah. So we had Lance Archer and the Lucha Bros versus Eddie Kingston, the Butcher and the Blade. Um, This was another match I was very much looking forward to. So Archer started off the action by diving onto or over the top rope onto all three opponents as he made his way to the ring. A huge brawl broke out that ended with Penta L Zero M going through a uh, table at the hands of the butcher. Once the referee got both teams to their corners, Kingston and company started focusing on Ray Phoenix or Fenix, however you want to pronounce it. They kept him cornered with quick tags and double team moves. The bunny took a cheap shot while Aubrey Edwards had her head back, uh, her back turned and Phoenix countered a suplex with a handspring into a cutter. Both men made the tag and Archer started decimating the blade, absolutely tearing him to shreds. He put the butcher in the blade in opposite corner so he could hit both men and uh, a few times, but after a break, Kingston team scored a pin out of absolutely nowhere. Uh, and though, uh, even, oh, what was it? What did I write there? Uh, even after Penta had to go to the back with the injury. I, that's, oh, that's probably what I was saying. Because Penta had to go to back because of an injury, there was no one to uh, break up that pinfall because also Lance Archer was uh, at that moment laid out on the outside of the ring. But that didn't matter because after the win, was ho- the win happened, Lance just came out and absolutely kicked the holy hell out of anyone that was standing in the ring and ultimately was the one to get the last laugh, uh, even though they all ran away with their tails between their legs. A little bit of a lackluster fight again. Um, Mm -hmm. This was not something that blew me away. Um, It left me wanting more. Um, But I think we actually said that last week. Like, it was a match card that we were not overly excited for, um, but still looking forward to see these guys on TV. Um, Not too much to say about it. What do you guys think?
1: I thought it was all right. That's all I'll say. It was good. I like seeing the Lucha Bros and all the men in the ring um it just wasn't a match that i would say was great so kyle yeah this whole
2: show was filled with uh was there Mm -hmm. for pretty much every every segment every match so
1: i honestly if you ask me especially looking at like looking at it all laid out on paper as we do for our scripts so we can talk about each match it it almost looks like they just put too much
0: it's it's horribly scripted this week has i'm like i have to scroll i never have to scroll Mm -hmm to put all these things on here, and there is just so much happening.
1: Yeah, I, I just think it was just an overpacked show, if I'm being honest, and no one, no one was able to stand out because of the amount of action that was on it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's that with that, Matt. Speaking of a lot of action, again, uh, we got to see Abaddon in action against uh, Tisha Price, um, a plain and simple Abaddon beater. That's it she yeah, came out creepy. <laughs> um the match was very fast as you would probably expect for someone who who is this type of polarizing character having He's their first-
0: zombie thank you very much yeah
1: uh, all right <laughs> thanks um having their first piece of action um and she beat uh tisha price very quickly and she was continuing her attack on her when her uh, hikaru shida came out and hit her with a kendo stick in the head clean oh and then- can i just
0: say ouch yeah. Holy she just, hit. <laughs> just right off the forehead. Just no, no hand. Just pow, right to off honest, the center of the that, head.
1: When that happened, and Abaddon just dropped like a sack of potatoes, flat backed. I was just like, "Wait, what?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's it. That's, that's what we're Ouch. doing. There. Uh, but then uh, Abaddon sat up, chasing off Sheeta and Price as uh Sheeta helped Price to the back. So cool. I like how they're introducing new female characters here, right? So I don't want to cash that. It's just – I don't know. It's just a weird gimmick to me. Like, why can't you just go wrestle? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, I
0: don't know. I'm okay with gimmicks.
1: I know. Uh, Kyle, please disagree with me here.
2: I will disagree with you. Uh, I'm a big fan of, like, a big supernatural type thing. I was talking to Tyler, again, going back to Impact. Uh, People, like, Uh, wrote – People like uh, Rosemary, people like Sue Young. I'm like really into stuff like that or like going to WWE, stuff like Bray Wyatt. Uh, I love stuff like that. So seeing someone like Abaddon here in AEW, uh, kind of bringing life to the, the women's division with something totally new, something mm. totally different, something that's totally different from everyone else on that roster, I'm all for. And
0: I think that's cool. And can I say, Jim Ross, we know she's not a zombie, but can you just pretend a little bit? Um <laughs> his just suspension of disbelief does not exist anymore. No, not, He's like, no, here's no. this person who is a is a zombie, I guess. I'm like, boo, boo, sell it. Sell it's it. Terrible. You have to believe it. We don't have to. Make us make us believe it. Hmm. Um, JR, I'm gonna say it. You are getting a little washed up, buddy. You need to work on those uh speaking skills before the AEW fans bury you alive. Stop making fun of the wrestlers. Thank no, you. I Like JR. That's my TED um, talk. I like him too, but you know, there's a time.
1: I, I never have. So. Every
0: know, every how, how every horse has, it ever has it. its has its day, and uh, hmm.
1: As you know, I have my JR's barbecue sauce
0: autographed picture over here, so might be time to be put out to pasture, Jr. Just um, saying.
1: Anywho, uh, so that was <laughs> that was a quick segment there on Abaddon's match. We'll see where she goes. Uh, Tyler, want to just give us a quick overview what happened with kenny's segment here with don callis
0: so kenny came out again uh this was his first time on AEW since winning the title um so they came out for an interview with shivani he said he was uh he said he was never has never been as disgusted uh as he was last week as when omega stole the title callis took the mic and spoke directly to tony khan through the camera He said that this was a lesson for him before talking about Omega being on Impact Wrestling on Tuesday, which we alluded to earlier in the show. Um, I'm confused as to what lesson he's trying to teach him, but okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. Omega took the mic and talked about how the plan has been in place for over a year. These two have been working to do this. He said nepotism is a beautiful thing and bragged about winning the belt from Moxley. Uh, And, yeah, we learned that he's going to be on Dynamite again next week. Hopefully, or um, I'm sorry, he's going to be on um, Impact again next week. And we will see what he's going to do then. Um, Hopefully, this time it's in greater capacity. I'd like to see him step in a ring and maybe get the absolute hell beat out of him by someone like a Callahan who can just, you know, powerbomb him a few times. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens. I did see as well um because i
2: didn't watch the show just yet but i heard about it and um, uh omega was actually on the impact pay-per-view last night as well i don't know in oh, what capacity. Okay. i don't know in what capacity but i know he was on the show in some way um but i'm just not totally sure what happened as if you haven't I mean, seen it hold on one mm. second
0: you could, Noah, give me a take and i will look that yeah. up
1: yeah um I mean, it was a good segment. Definitely going to keep the conversation going with Kenny and what his relationship with Don Callis might become, what he might become in terms of a belt collector and storming any company he wants and just taking their main championship or something along those lines. Um, So it's definitely exciting to see the shakeup here. I do want to see Kenny wrestle. I think that's one thing that they need to... Uh, definitely do like i get saving your big stars for your big shows like pay-per-views um but he's your champion let him be a fighting champion get out there every other week at least and and have a piece of action there uh that's what i want to see like I'm sure kenny's great on the mic he has on is also great on the mic with him but he's a wrestler at the end of the day he's called the best bout machine not the best mic machine all right let's get him in the ring let him prove that he's the guy who deserves to have every single championship in the world
0: yeah, nothing has leaked about that yet. It looks like it is just, he may have just appeared as like a cameo. Um, okay. And then they did say, though, um, that he will be headlining the next Impact pay per view. Uh, so That's cool. we can assume. Damn it. Am I going to yeah. have to. Oh. <laughs> We're going to no, money? have to know what you want We have to give money to Impact? Oh, no. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> Don't be like yeah, that, man.
0: No. It's definitely it's happening and it looks like it's gonna be against Rich Swan or whoever won last night. So that's yeah, I have
2: no idea. So I have yeah, spoilers who, who, trying to avoid
0: no, I, I didn't I didn't see yet. Yeah. I just know Rich Swan had a title match last night. If Kenny yes um, wins
1: the so it's going to be
0: champion versus champion winner takes all soon. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's okay, so Kenny's winning then.
0: <laughs> that's what wow. it'll look like. That
1: honestly, that takes me back to Bill's comment that he made that you gotta be and careful. I'm and it doesn't sorry seem there be, I don't care.
0: That is a speculation right now. Um, from Meltzer. Okay, um, so okay, okay. but Meltzer is incredible. If anyone's and, gonna call and, hey, it, it, it. the guy the guy hits it on the head a yeah. lot. I don't love Dave Meltzer. I think he mm-hmm. needs to uh, be a little less bold in his predictions. Um but hey. Meltzer, you have proven yourself in the wrestling community once or twice or, or 1,000 times over. or 2,000 times. Um, so, hey, who knows? Maybe he'll be hosting hoisting the Impact Championship above his head at the next Impact pay-per-view. Let me say this.
1: Oh, no. first, Meltzer is clearly the Ken Rosenthal or the James Passon of, of uh, wrestling, right? So if we're going to compare to MLB at all, for those that joined us for both shows. If that happens, good Lord, God in heaven, because <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more with Bill what Bill said earlier. Do you still have that that comment that Bill made about them having to be careful with cross promotion and such? Um, yeah, you got to be careful with cross promotion. Uh, just, you know, as, as he's basically saying here, you can't make one show better than the other. If Kenny comes in there and wins the impact championship like nothing, that's exactly what that does
2: yeah i'm not a fan of that happening if that ends up being the case i don't really want to see that
1: okay and i was going to ask kyle like how you felt about that being a person that obviously watches impact more than tyler and i
2: yeah i would i'm not really for that i don't really regardless of whoever champion is swan or chris bay whoever it is um i don't really want to see them go that route uh as interesting as it could be and if it could lead to something bigger for impact later on i don't know but i feel like right away i don't know if that's something i want to see right off yeah. I feel like I would want to see that happen maybe a little later on if they could make that happen, but not this much, soon.
1: Yeah, as much as I agree with waiting it out, here's my thing. If Kenny's going to be that guy, he's just got to do it. Like, that, that that's it. Like, it's dangerous, but that's it. But, um, anywho, we'll jump in here to our main event of the evening where MJF took on Orange Cassidy for the Diamond Ring, Dynamite Diamond Ring contest here. Obviously, they, they were the last two men in the Battle Royale last week. MJF rushed Cassidy in the corner and stomped him to the mat. He broke OC sunglasses, rude, before hitting a suplex for a one count. Cassidy reversed a suplex into a Stung Dog Millionaire. MJF pulled him onto the apron and avoided an orange punch. He powerbombed Cassidy on the apron and dared Trent to hit him, trying to obviously get the disqualification victory. OC tripped him in the, into the corner, but MJF popped right back up and hit a stiff elbow for a near fall. The inner circle kept the rep distracted while Guevara threw Cassidy into the ring we returned from a break to see Cassidy starting to build up ahead of steam. MJF stopped his momentum and set up for a heat seeker. OC dropped him uh, out of the ring and hit a dive onto the entire inner circle. When they got into the ring, MJF hit hit his finisher, but the ref caught him trying to use the ropes for leverage. MJF took Jericho's bat and tried to pull and Eddie Guerrero, uh, Cassidy outsmarted him, and the ref saw MJF holding the bat and threw it out. Cassidy hit a uh, beach break for a two count, and then Cassidy hit an orange punch, but still couldn't get the pin, which that orange punch was flush, as you know uh. how much I am Shut up. I love that move. Uh, he hit a he hit a second, but Wardlow put MJF's foot on the bottom rope to break the pin. A brawl broke out outside of the ring, and then out of nowhere, Miro ran down and hit a huge class line clothesline onto Cassidy, which MJF took advantage and made the pin
0: for the victory over
1: Orange Cassidy. Very quickly, Tyler, what would you think?
0: Uh, this was what I hoped all the night could have been. This match was very good. Um, the Miro interference was the reason I believe Dylan said that orange Cassidy was not going to win. Uh, so he nailed that one on the head. Someone said it, maybe it was someone in the comments, I forget, but it was definitely something we talked about. I'm glad this can continue. I want to see this continue. I want to see those two go toe to toe. Um, so let's see it happen. At AEW.
1: For sure. Kyle, what do you think quickly?
2: Uh, yeah, I was into it as well. This was like by far the best thing in the show. I thought, uh, I was with you that I really want to see OC win. Unfortunately Mm -hmm. that did not happen. Uh, But overall I really enjoyed it and JF is great.
1: Yes, I overall enjoyed the match. Uh, true form of a wrestling show. The main event outshined everything else as it should. So definitely kudos to them. I'm excited. And then a quick run through of a preview for next week. Cody Rhodes will be back in action as they'll be taking on Helico of um, TH2. That's exciting. There, a good bout to see those two. The Acclaimed will take on SCU as we noted before. So some good tag team action. Hangman Adam Page, also back next week. I still join John Silver and Alex Reynolds to take on Matt Harvey, Matt Hardy and Private Partey. This might be
0: the most predictable match I've ever seen.
1: Just let it happen, Tyler. Just let it happen. <laughs> I'm excited for it. And we'll see Serena Deeb and Big Soul take on Diamante and Ivelisse as we saw them in a backstage segment last week. Um... And we will finally get to see Kenny Omega in action. So excited to see this Omega versus Joey Janela and a no disqualification match, world title eliminator. Oh my boy, Lord, this is going to! be You know great. why
0: they're doing this match? It's because Joey was out with yes. COVID when he was supposed to be in the qualifiers, so they're giving him a shot. They are, and I'm excited to oh, see. Oh, that's it. nice. Yeah, it's exciting. What, when I saw a title eliminator, I'm like, "What in the world does, what yeah. does that mean? What is?" That? And then I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, that's what they called the tournament."
1: For sure. So I'm excited that's to see be Kenny. Awesome. Oh yeah, it is. These two guys are gonna be great together. I'm excited about it. And for our main event, more than likely, actually I could see the Kenny match main event, but this is it's so-
0: this main event, but okay. this is what I'm most excited for.
1: Yeah, this is a lot of action, a lot of people in one ring. As we see the inner circle in its entirety, take on the varsity blondes, best friends, top flight, and Brandon Cutler. Wow. Like Teddy yeah. Long. If Teddy Teddy Long, if there's a show for you to watch in AEW. <laughs> He
0: is going to just be head over heels. And the winner goes on to face the Undertaker.
1: Exactly. You get it. (laughs) So, obviously, a very, very jam-packed episode of AEW next week. I do hope it's, uh, I don't know, a little less scripted than this last week as you saw the episode here was long because there was just a lot of action to talk about um so look forward to our schedule here obviously with our guests of chris jericho and stoop dog joining the commentary teams very excited for that january 6th episode where we see all of the great stuff aw is getting ready to pump out so uh tyler quick out of five as we always do for the episode of dynamite what do you got three kyle
2: i'd say a low three
1: I would say a low three as well. I might even go two and a half. So with that being said, if you love podcasts, make sure you to visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There's over 26 shows on the hashtag CMG network. If you don't find one you like, which you will, you should just start one of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as low as $15 a month. Clovercrest media is the website to visit. Make sure you check it out and tell your friends about it. You know, you can visit clovercrestmedia.com anytime and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG sports podcasts as well as blogs videos and latest information with that being said that's tyler bard as usual kyle torres joining us this week as our impact specialist i'm noah cross and we'll see you next time for more Crossum wrestling entertainment thank you
0: Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast